by the powers vested in me by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. Cairo Nights, Jada Weir in for Spike O'Neill for one last night. Happy Friday, everybody. Got Matt Butler with me. Hey, Matt. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I, first of all, want to talk about um, the house that was in the middle of the street, the madness situation that happened in Snohomish earlier today. Am I saying that right? I love the reference. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I thought you would. You, you and me, we, we are, we've never uh, met personally. But I feel like we're very simpatico when it comes to music, at least. I think so as well. I think there's some chemistry uh, there. So this is one of those things where if you were caught up in the traffic for it, you would call your boss and be like, I'm going to be late. Why? There's a house in the middle of the road. And they would either believe you or not believe you. But it wouldn't matter. You would be fine with being late for work because you just want to see what happens next. If you're not aware, earlier this morning, there was a house that was dumped in the middle of the road uh, on State Route 9 at uh, 180th Street, southeast, just west of State Route 9. Uh, (laughs) The uh, Department of Transportation went on to Twitter and said, somebody lose their she shed? Which I just realized now is a bit of a tongue twister. I want to come back to the she shed thing in a second. Um, but I I just, it, it, but what happened was there was a, a, there's a house that was just dropped in the middle of the road. And then if you watch the video of it, some dumb girl from Kansas with red slippers comes out with her little dog and acts all surprised. It's amazing. But the best part of the story is this quote from MyNorthwestern.com. Deputy said it appears that the driver of the semi-truck struck several power poles before the shed fell off and then got out of the truck and fled. (laughs) Uh, What's funny about that is... I don't know what else he was supposed to do. I actually don't blame him for fleeing the scene. If that's one scene that you have just messed up beyond any sort of redemption, I think I think you're justified in fleeing that scene. He wasn't the sure if his day could get any worse, but he wasn't going to stick around to find out. No, no, that's that's exactly. He knew he was getting fired. He probably just ran home. That's what I would have done. Polish that. Like, you know what? This wasn't working out anyway. Um, the worst I've ever screwed up at a job is I was delivering pizzas and I was driving a rental car because I'd been crushed. Literally, my car had been accordioned in an accident just a couple weeks earlier. So I was driving a rental car and it was a stick and I wasn't used to a stick. Uh, and I'm delivering this pizza to this guy's house. And I apparently left the car that I was driving, which was a stick, in drive. And as I'm up at his house, 
on his porch delivering his pizza, my car, out of the corner of my eye, I see it roll into the side of his house. Ooh. Now, I'm not to insult anybody who lives in one of these because I actually used to live in one too. Um, he lived in a trailer. So when I say house, I'm being a little generous. But it rolled into his trailer. And I'm like standing there holding the pizza and he's looking at the car and he's calm. Like I expected him to punch me or freak out, but he just looks back at me and he's like, huh. And I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I live in a trailer for a reason. (laughs) Is your car okay? And I was like, it's a rental. He's like, then who cares? Pull it out. You're fine. I damaged I damaged the skirting on the trailer. Right. And he was like, it's just the skirting. Who cares? It's fine. Just go. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I had broken that man at that point, but he just seemed at that calm place of just, I'm just going to walk into the ocean and let the wave swallow me. So like, here's the question. Just, After all of that, yeah. did he still tip you? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a great tip, but it was better than I deserved. It's like two nice bucks. guy. Yeah. Um, okay, back to the, the, the thing that the Department of Transportation described this house that was dumped in the middle of the road as a she-shed. I had never heard that term before. Do you know what a she-shed is, Matt Butler? I am aware that it is uh, conceivably a place where women pursue their hobbies. Yeah, contextually... It's easy to figure out. A she shed is much like a man cave, except for it's alliterative and we get nothing. Um, I I don't know what's better. Would a she shed be better than a man cave? Because the women have to leave the house to get some alone time. But then also the women get to leave the house <laughs> for their alone time. And I think I would actually prefer that. Because if you're in the house, if you're in your cave, if you're in your little den, your man cave downstairs with the the football going on the screen, you got your little your little uh, refrigerator that she lets you have full of beers. They can still get you. They even, <laughs> Dad, the internet's down. Dad, yeah, the garbage disposal is clogged. What? It's not much of a retreat if you're still at no. home. It's the, you're they're right above you. At any point, there is no escape unless you have a she shed. I want a he shed. That's all I want. Only fair. That's too much to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's too much to ask. Uh, All right. uh, Let's move on to another ridiculous story. I love this story. I saw this earlier today, and I I, I just have to take you behind the scenes of of what it's like doing radio, uh, especially doing news talk, is sometimes you see stories and you're like, why isn't it 7 o'clock? Why Why can't I immediately talk about this? Most of us consider ourselves to be good people. Most of us consider ourselves to be good friends. That's just who, who we are. I think just to get through life, you have to consider yourself like, I'm a stand-up guy. I think my friends have faith in me. I think my friends know that they can rely on me. But we've all contemplated this situation. No matter how good you are, you've contemplated this. The National Park Service put out a press release today saying, quote, sacrificing a slower friend isn't the best way to escape bears. 
So in other words, you're in a situation where you're in the, the woods with your friends, or friend in this case, and a bear comes out just fangs snarling and glistening and and it's you know razor sharp claws just ready to eviscerate you and in that situation they're saying it's a bad idea to shove your slower friend to the ground so that the bear eats them and not you and that you escape they put this out as a press release which makes me think it must happen a lot or at least happens enough that they felt like they needed to address it. A couple of things. First of all, why would I push my slower friend down? If anything, I want my slower. If anything, I, if I'm worried about bears, I'm taking my slower friend to the woods because I can outrun them. I can get away faster than them, and they're still running maybe in a different direction, and the bear's going in their direction, right? I'm not pushing my slow. I'm pushing my faster friend down. If I'm going into the woods with Usain Bolt, you better believe I'm throwing him to the ground. And we are good friends. Maybe not after this segment, but I will throw him to the ground in a heartbeat. (laughs) Second of all, if you do push your friend down because a bear popped out and you're worried about being moitered by the bear, you had better pray that they get eaten by the bear. Because that ride home will be awkward. <laughs> so awkward. If, so, so awkward. If you shove them to the ground and the bear goes, whoa, that was that was intense, guys. You guys are pretty f***ed up. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to get out of here. God, I feel like I've seen some stuff today from you humans. Woo. It There is no more awkward car ride than that car ride home from where your friend still has leaves on them. And you shoved them to the ground and screamed, eat him, eat him. Now, the third thing on this is this article is, it was put out there and it is very clickbaity. I have to say, it, it's very clickbaity. Uh, it's uh, the Sacramento Bee is where I'm getting it from, but I saw it in, in uh, several other um, publications of note. And it just made me think that there might be somebody in the woods who's got a bear snarling at them. And they're looking up like, what do you do when a bear's about to attack you? They're Googling this. Just like we've all been in that situation, right, where like your your pipes break upstairs. And you're like, oh, God, what do I do? How do I handle this? And you Google it. And it's like, well, pipes were invented by the Romans. And the great thing about indoor plumbing is that it doesn't have lead in it. And as opposed to in Roman times, apparently that drove them insane. And you have to hear a whole dissertation on what pipes are before they finally go. The best way to deal with that is get a sponge, whatever it is. There's somebody who saw this article and was like, OK, good. Bear's going to kill me. And they had to scroll all the way to the bottom to finally get the advice on what to do if a bear attacks you. And here is the advice, and it is still objectively hilarious. They say, quote, this is from the National Park Service, your tax money paid for this. They say, quote, identify yourself as a human and not a prey animal by talking calmly and stay put. So put on your best Matt Butler voice and go, hello, bear. How are you doing today? Why, me? 
I'm doing just fine. Would you like then, my picnic basket? <laughs> what a nice tie you have. Um, then slowly wave your arms. Why would I do anything to make the bear think it could, whatever? Fine. Why, yeah, call more attention to yourself. Great idea. Then they say the bear might come closer or stand on its back legs to get a better look or to smell you, which is usually a sign of curiosity and not aggression. <laughs> okay. Because the bear wouldn't possibly be smelling its food before it eats it. Don't scream or make any loud or high-pitched noises, since the bear might think it's the sound of a prey animal. I don't know that I'd be able to control fully control the noises that would come out of me if a bear was sniffing me. And how could I can almost is the guarantee bear about yeah. larger predators in that scenario? What what is the alpha predator for a bear? They are apex. What is the alpha predator for a bear? A, a friggin' elephant? Like, what, what is, what is gonna, st- uh, anyway. Well, by tranquilizer standards, it's horse. That's true. That's true. You never have the bear tranquilizer. Good callback, Matt. Um, oh, this is my favorite part. Don't scream or make any sounds. Okay, so you're, you're talking very calmly. You're waving your arms slowly. And if it's smelling you, you're just dealing with it. The bear, you know. And next, cover yourself in honey. Because apparently bears love that too. Uh, no, the next thing is. Pick up smaller children to make yourself look as big as possible. <laughs> they're not they're not saying this, but I get what you're saying, Parks Department. You're saying use your children as a human shield. You can always make more. <laughs> that is literally what they're saying. <laughs> um, try to look as big as possible. Include moving to higher ground if you can. Stay calm. And remember, most bears do not want to attack you. They usually just want to be left alone. Okay. Most bears, though. Like, this is so much of this is just based on the idea that the bear isn't going to attack you. It's the biggest gamble you're ever going to take in your life. Honestly, I still think the better solution is to shove your friend to the ground and run. At least one of you surviving. Because if both of you stand there calmly, hi, bear, how's it? And the bear decides it's it's cocaine bear, and the bear decides, I'm, I'm going to rip your heads off. Thanks for standing so still. You made this so easy for me. It's got two. I only wanted to kill one. Maybe that, that's just me. That's just me. Um. If you do that to a friend, though, I guess it, it doesn't make you a good, very good friend. Uh, I asked this question earlier on uh, the socials. I asked, what is the worst thing a friend has ever done to you? I uh, got a bunch of really great answers here. Glenn said, um, stole my wife from me. But worse than that, he broke up with her before our divorce was final. So I stupidly took her back. Thanks a lot, Bill. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to take her back. He just decided to. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's that's what love does to people. Apparently, Bill didn't need that. Chad said, uh, my best friend stole a bunch of NES games from me. Seriously, just came over to my house and started sneaking them out in his pants. It's been almost 40 years, and I still remember it like it was yesterday, and I never got to finish Zelda. You could get the ROM and just play it on a computer, man. But I, I had a, a friend who uh, stole a copy of Mario 2 from me 
He, well, he didn't steal it. He told me if I let him borrow my copy of Mario 2, he would give me a copy of Battletoads. And I went, that's the coolest trade I've ever heard of, and I've beaten Mario 2. So let's do this. I never, he never returned with Battletoads. He just returned with a bunch of excuses about why he couldn't give me Mario 2 back. Um, let's see. Last one. Marlene says, shove me down in front of a bear, but I survived the attack. It led to a really uncomfortable car ride home. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, boy. Uh, I think the worst thing that ever happened to me is, is I, I'm very choosy about my friends, and I'm, I, it's, uh, I'm not a trusting person, so it's very hard for me to let anybody in. Um, but I, I, in high school... I knew a guy who I thought was my friend, and he got me a job at this fast food place. Um, and I'll protect his innocence by changing his name. Um, he, he his name was douche. He was he was douche. Um, I I started working there, and on the first day, I was sent home early for no reason. The managers decided you go home. You go home right now. The next day, they call me in, and they the manager calls me back to his office and goes, where's all the money? And I was like, all, all of it? All of the money everywhere? I don't know what that means. And he said, there's $200 missing, and douche says that you took it. I was like, no, I, I, I didn't. Manager goes, can you prove you didn't? And that's when my philosophy degree kicked in, and I said, no, because I can't prove a negative. Can you prove that I did? The manager then looked at me and slammed his fist on the table and just yelled, admit it. And I was like, no. And does that usually work? He claimed that it was his first time dealing with something like this. Now, here's what happened. Douche stole all the money and then blamed me and said that I took it. He'd set me up. It was the long con. Mm. And at the end of it, I was out of a crappy job. And I was living in the middle of the street. <laughs> where, where is the house? What is the address for a house that's in the middle of a street? <laughs> General delivery, I'm assuming. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk about a Colorado woman who got no jail time for having sex with a 13-year-old boy. There's something wrong with that headline. And I'll tell you what it is. Coming up, Kyra Knights, Jonathan Weir, in for Spike O'Neill. Our nights, Jonathan Weir in for Spike O'Neill. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, there's a definite double standard in this world. I mean, we addressed it um, earlier when we were talking about she sheds versus man caves. I think that's some of the most important uh, rhetoric and discussion you will hear about the difference in the double standard between men and women. But there is actually a much bigger one. Uh, the she shed man cave thing, let's put that aside. As important as it is, let, let's put that aside. There's a headline I want to read to you. 
and I want you to try to figure out what's wrong. There's one word that is wrong in this headline. Headline is this. Colorado woman gets no jail time for sex with 13-year-old boy. Matt, you're smart. Allegedly. What do you think is wrong with that headline? I, I, I'm not alleging it. I'm just flat out saying it's a fact. <laughs> I what would say the no is jail wrong? time is a is an issue. <clears throat> not, not really my problem. I mean, I definitely have a problem with her not getting jail time. I'm just saying the way the headline is phrased. The problem I have with it, other than the fact of the matter that she got no jail time, which we'll discuss in a minute, is the fact that they say she gets no jail time for sex with 13-year-old boy. She raped him. It is statutory rape. If this was a male teacher or a 31-year-old man who had sex with a 13-year-old girl, they would say it's rape. But in this case, it's sex with a 13-year-old boy. Uh, Here is the full story, and it is weird and disturbing and horrifying that she's not getting jail time. A 31-year-old woman who admitted to, again, in the the way it's written, having sex, i.e. raping a 13-year-old boy and then becoming pregnant with his child won't face any jail time under a plea with prosecutors. Andrea Serrano of Fountain, Colorado, was facing sexual, sexual assault charges. You could at least say that she sexually assaulted the 13-year-old boy, but not whatever. Sexual assault charges after her arrest in 2022, but earlier this year accepted a new plea deal to stay out of prison. Serrano gave birth to the baby boy after she admitted to sexually assaulting, uh, by the way, I'm changing that because they just say having sex, with a 13-year-old boy. The mother of the victim said she's not happy with the deal offered to a woman. She says ruined her son's life. Quote, I feel like my son is robbed of his childhood Now he's having to be a father, he's a victim, and he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. She says, I don't know why she's not facing jail time. I feel like if she was a man and he was a little girl, it would definitely be different. They would be seeking more. I feel like because he's not a woman, they're not, they're having compassion for her, the victim's mother said. But what is he the victim of? It just says... That she had sex with him. Oh, that's right. It's sexual assault. But for some reason, when it's a boy who's 13 years old having sex with a 31-year-old woman, we do the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, South Park nice thing and just go, oh, really? Yes, really. Yes, really. It is still a huge problem. And maybe, maybe like he's probably high-fiving his friends. and uh, Maybe, or maybe he's horribly traumatized by it for the rest of his life. And we never, never would do that with a girl, nor should we say, well, you know, she was probably into it. She probably let him on. Anybody saying that would be considered a cretin, justifiably. But when it's a boy, we're like, you know, you know, you know, come on. Here's a... a, Another question I have about this. Would she be getting jail time if she weren't pregnant? Do you think that her pregnancy affected this at all? Possibly. Possibly. I think it made I think it made her more sympathetic. And I think that people were when they were sentencing her were like, well, she's a mother now. 
she needs to be out of jail to take care of that baby. And Lord knows the father isn't going to be much help because, you know, he's got gym class tomorrow. He's got to get home for the new episode of Pokemon. I'm, I have a 14-year-old, and I'm still out of touch what the hell they're into. <laughs> I have no idea. TikTok. But it, the, he's got a new TikTok he's got to upload. There you go. Um, His family is fighting for custody of the baby. Again, he's 13. She's 31. They're fighting for custody. That also shows you how screwed up things are. Why on earth should there be a fight over who gets custody if his family wants it? She's a convicted sex offender. She raped a child. And there's still a debate over whether she gets to raise a baby? Whether she gets full custody? I just, I find that insane. I find it ludicrous, and I find it insane. And I, 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 it's an insane double standard that we have, to because you know for a fact that if this was a girl, this wouldn't even be a consideration. You know for a fact that that the idea of a man doing that to a 13-year-old girl not getting jail time wouldn't even be a consideration, nor should it be. Look, usually, and I'm willing to admit this, as men, we get the long end of the double standard stick. We do. We make more money. We um, are usually more successful in our careers in general because we don't have babies and uh, people don't hold that against us. We don't have to worry about going to certain places. We don't have to deal with being catcalled and whistled at or stalked, usually. It's a lot easier to be a man than it is to be a woman. I'm not going to argue that. But that doesn't mean that we should just accept this kind of double standard either. It's kind of disturbing and fully heartbreaking. And I think the biggest problem I have with it is the fact that he's going to have to go to court to make sure that his child isn't brought up by a rapist. And that just shouldn't happen. Anyway, you know, too serious for Friday night. Too serious. Too serious. Backing off. Backing off. Backing off a little bit. We're going to do apologies of the week. So the way this works is I literally just do a Google News search for the word apologizes. And then I find the stories that fit that. Volkswagen is apologizing for their customers having a racial slur printed on their windshield. Which racial slur? That's hard to say, too. Talk about it. Kyra Knights, Jonathan Weir, and for Spike O'Neill.
Gyronites. Jonathan, we're in for Spike O'Neill. Thank you so much for joining me. Going to do a little segment called Apologies of the Week, where I'm just going to literally Google the term apologizes in the news and then see who is sorry this week. See, you went Nirvana and I went Brenda Lee. <laughs> It's 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 but a part cool of the code the out here. You have to play Nirvana every few hours on any radio station in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, that's like an FCC thing, right? Exactly. It's we like, can find yeah, if to we do don't. EAS tests. Yeah, yeah. Understandably, understandably. All right. Uh, so the first apology is from a Volkswagen dealership in Raleigh, North Carolina, who is apologizing because. 11 customers received oil changes there, and the reminder sticker, you know, that they put up there, like, oh, you have an oil change in 3,000 miles or 6,000 miles, whatever, next January, whenever it is, displayed a racial slur on it. Uh, The dealership has said, it wasn't anybody at the dealership. It wasn't our fault. We didn't do anything wrong. We had some cleaning company in here, and... The guy running the cleaning company had his teenage son, and he wrote the racial slur on all of these stickers. We didn't notice it until customers started calling us and complaining. Now, they don't say what the racial slur is. They don't say who it was directed at. So I'm just going to assume it's honky. That's <laughs> I'm just going to assume it was honky. And I want to assume it's honky because it's the only one I can possibly say. I don't want to say the other ones, but it's the only one that I, as a honky, can actually say. So in order to to read the story fully, uh, here is what the stickers said verbatim. Quote, we thank you for your business, honky. I don't know why, but there's just something objectively hilarious about that to me. I don't know what it is. There's just something really funny about the idea of it's a business. Going, thank you for your business, and then followed by a horrifying (laughs) racial slur. I think it's just the idea of it, how confusing that would be to the person reading it. Yeah, if you're the person getting this reminder, you're baffled. I mean, on some level, maybe you're offended, but you're also sort of fascinated by, like, why? Just why? Yeah, why? Right. Like, where did that come from? That's unnecessarily hostile. I mean, I didn't even want to get my oil changed in the first place. Nobody ever does. By the way, one of the best reasons to buy an electric vehicle. No more oil changes. Uh, Second apology is from a family that's under fire for dodging Disney's height requirements with shoe hack. Uh, so what they did is they, uh, it's the uh, Ty and Haley Kelly of Ferdinandia, I don't know, Fer- Ferdinandina? Yeah, that's it. Beach in Florida. Uh, they made a TikTok and YouTube video where they showed that they put like um, padding in their kid's shoe. And he's only three years old. He wasn't tall enough to ride the rides at Disney World. But when they put the padding on his shoes, he could. 
Thousands of social media users accused the Kellys of negligence and endangering their son's life and called for the couple to be banned from Disney World. They eventually removed the videos and issued an apology, saying, quote, We are truly sorry about the whole situation. I want my kids to know that parents follow the rules, and we are trying to raise them right. In this situation, we bent the rules, and I don't want that to be my legacy. What you wanted was you wanted to make a video that a bunch of people would see, and then they'd go to your TikTok and, and YouTube page. That's what you wanted. And I don't think there's anything lower, by the way. I You can you can say pornography. You can say, um, I don't know, the, the people who make, like, uh, videos of of just butts clapping, whatever, 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 like OnlyFans type of stuff, whatever. The term is twerking. Twerking and, uh, yeah, making a clap. You could go wherever you want with that. There's nothing more degenerate and disgusting on the Internet than people using their children to become famous. That bothers me. It bothers me that some of the most popular YouTube channels are people doing just that. And I know they're popular because my six-year-old watches them. And if I could just become famous by making videos of him watching <laughs> watching those videos, man, I'd have it made in the shade. This is Wouldn't creating a doing lot this of radio thing anymore. A lot of market for therapists about twenty years down the road. Right. I mean, it's there's there have been videos where the people the the parents have like pranked the kids and like low grade kind of tortured the kids like Jimmy Kimmel does that thing where the parents pretend to eat all the candy on Christmas or not Christmas but Easter and Halloween I hate that that genuinely bothers me and I actually like Jimmy Kimmel but that really bothers me because I could just imagine from the kids point of view I'm never trusting my parents again and I know that if I did that my kids would immediately go this is why we're putting you in a home if you live that long, you fat tub of goo. <laughs> Especially the six-year-old. Always talking about my weight. Uh, we're going to talk about the death penalty coming up. Yeah! I got some thoughts on it. Um, I- I- interesting thoughts. I have a theory about capital punishment and the death penalty that I just want to run past you and see what you think about it. It's coming up. Kyra Knights, Jonathan Weir in for Spike O'Neill. Death penalty talk in just a few minutes.